Hello and welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. My name is uh, James McKean. I'm here on the road at SEMA in Las Vegas. Come out here for the week, well, a bit longer than a week, and I'm here in uh, the Red Line Oil Booth. And I'm here with uh, a man, a scientist, a chemist, a man with many, many years of experience here, Roy Hal. Roy, pleased to meet you. James, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Oh, no. I mean, thank you so much for making the time. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. I mean, it's amazing how this SEMA show, I mean, this is my 32nd year and at you, the it, SEMA show. It doesn't look like you've done 32. Let's put that 32nd the 32nd year. And it is unbelievable how this has changed. I mean, it all started out in this one little hall, everything. And now it's ten times the size. Yeah, it's rather rather a big show. I oh, think these days it's maybe a little bit overkill, but at least you got to the right booth. Yeah, and it's a fun show, though. That's the yeah. important thing. Yeah. And so, what is it that you're here with uh, Redline? What are you doing this year? What this year, well, I mean, we're presenting our you know our product line mm-hmm. and introducing a few new you know product entries into sure. the into the mix and so before we start talking about those new product entries let's step a little bit back and talk about how you sort of got into the automotive field okay kind of the way i got into automotive field directly out of the university my first job was with union oil you know in the research department that was quite a long time ago okay and then i went from union oil to a company called lubrizol which is a large additive company that manufactures additives for the lubricants industry. And so what is it that then is your actual job title? What's it that you do? My, I am the manager of product development. Okay. So, so I do the product development. So term. you are the mad scientist then, essentially. Well, I am. Well, maybe not. I, I guess I am pretty mad. Some, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I'm a scientist. Yeah. 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 Maybe, yeah. maybe sometimes yeah. a little irritated scientist. Yeah, exactly. There that's probably go. better. See? Yeah, that's probably better. So what is it that you've been uh, working on this past year that, that you're going to be debuting well, Improvements to suspension fluids okay. is one big item that I'm working on. A chain lubricant mm-hmm. is a, you know, we have a fantastic chain lubricant that, you know, does a great job of protecting and also gives more power for okay. the, you know, especially the motocross market. Sure. Uh, Maybe working, the, the speedway market as well? In the speedway market also. Oh, I mean, you know, we actually have done some dyno tests and give a couple percent more or a couple more horsepower. Oh, fantastic. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good thing. We yeah. just have to figure out the, the delivery system, okay. the aerosol delivery system. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's the, the, the hurdle now. And uh, so what else is it that, uh, that you like essentially with just those two? Is there any other products that you're looking at as well? And then it's just, I mean, you, we're constantly revising your, our conventional engine oils and the racing oils and always trying to come up with new friction reducers, something that gives better, you know, lower friction. And so where does that push come from? Does that come from the push, for example, you, the scientist, looking to do that? Or does that come, for example, from some of the clients that you work with saying this well, is what we're seeing? Well, because they would always like to have sure, the more, more performance. More I, performance. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, it's a push that, you know, I'm constantly trained to... Const, I mean, review and, and reformulate. And you're but, a scientist, so you want to say and see what you can do better, well, I guess. Yeah, all the time. and I'd yeah, like to have things. the best. Yeah, you know, and, and you, know, you kind of look at what other people have, and you basically want to keep ahead of that. Sure. And so, with that being the case, what about things? How does um, 
like, for example, say, uh, with science developing new oils, new lubricants, we've obviously got this push in the industry at this moment where things are trying to go more green, more environmentally friendly. And whatnot. How does that sort of play into when you're looking to well, develop es- these things? Essentially, the, the better, you know, the lower friction that you can develop, mm-hmm. the better fuel economy that you're going to get. Yep. I mean, and that is a very important part of economics and also, you know, environmentally you know if you can just consume less resources it's a better you know thing for you know for the world really and then what is you, does this mean that you're looking in different areas to get for that to try and reduce that friction than what's been doing the, the well, general thing in any the area as possible yep. you know we will look at but primarily we focus on new compounds that will have lower coefficients of friction okay so you know between those two pieces of metal you know, something that has a lower friction film. And obviously you can't tell me all the secrets right now because the economy... Well, but, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, you know, it's not complete rocket science. I okay. mean, molybdenum is a big thing. Yeah. You know, we don't use molybdenum disulfide, but there are a lot of different types of organomolybdenum compounds that will adhere to the metal surface and actually work into the metal matrix and provide lower friction films. And then, so how many people are in your team that are working on all these developments? There are three of us okay. that are doing these, you know, doing the development work. And if someone was used, was looking to try and find out or how to get in this field, or in, what are the steps or the suggestions you'd make to them to try and... Well, you know what? And there really isn't anything in the university level Okay. Like that. I mean, generally, people have to go through the university and become a chemist. Okay. And then get introduced. I mean, quite honestly, almost everything you learn is really on the job. Oh. You know, there's really nothing in the you know, university. But, you know, with... If you were really curious, the patent literature is just phenomenal that's available today. I okay. mean, you can basically, I mean, you can keep abreast of what all of the major companies are doing. And I bet that the patent material is thoroughly absorbing sometimes. Oh, well, you know, my wife can't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not understand it, you know, you know, but she doesn't comprehend how I can be so absorbed sure. by a patent. Yeah, would you but, come home you know, and say, that's you're me. at the dinner table, you that's say, me. you know what, yeah. I just discovered this great yeah. patent yeah. and yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And she goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she nods. Right. And she's like, does it mean less friction? And you're like, yes. <laughs> she's like, well, that's all I need to know. And so what uh, what uh, are some of the rewards that when you find and get these new things that, that for example, you're working with these athletes or just the working with the home users that's developing these things? Do you ever get feedback from them or what's the, the stipulation? How does that rather than just your in laboratory well, okay, testing? Okay. I mean, we do. I mean, like recently, we've been working with some top fuel teams, working with some top fuel teams with one particular issue. I mean, okay. They're having a little bit of skirt scuffing issue. Oh, okay. You know? I have theoretical ideas on how to, uh, you know, to fix this. And you can do a little bit of bench testing yep. to try to figure out how to fix this. But really, the only way to really determine whether it works or not, put it in the engine. Okay. And try it. And give it a shot. And it worked. I mean, you know, you know so you basically, for, you know, fortunately, the first thing out of the out of the chute worked. Yeah. I was but say if it, it would... doesn't, then you have to basically come back and you know, reconsider and try something again. And hopefully those benchmark tests in the laboratory can sort exactly. of so maybe prevent that well, first one going well, not and quite... Ex- well, and that's the thing about having some experience. You know, some experience in the, you know, the lab relative to what how it reflects in the real world. That's important. Sure. That, that is where a little bit of age and experience does pay off. 
Okay, so is that when the, the young whippersnappers come around and you, you sort of? Well, suggest? they. I mean, they. They're going to have to. You know, and the, you know, they'll probably come up with their own. You know, concepts and their own. Uh, you know, testing your mm-hmm. regime and regiment that, you know, that they it's will... Are you know. saying it's harder to being at top of the mountain? Is that kind of thing for where you are now? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what other, for people that haven't come to SEMA before, what are some of the tips since you've got a couple of years under your belt for regards to a good SEMA experience? For a SEMA experience, what would you suggest as some tips for someone coming to maybe for the first time here? Oh, to the first time yeah. as an exhibitor or as Any, a, a participant? Attendee, whatever, an attendee, whatever, walking doors. Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you would have to look at the, uh, the plan. Okay. You have to plan your experience. You know, in the past, you could just wander and probably get a good, you know, a compilation of everything that's here. But today, you can't do that. You have to plan it. You have to know where you want to go and, and what you want to see. And it, and it certainly is a show that you need to take more than one day to oh, get and try and with, cover it. without a doubt. Without a doubt. And, you know, it takes good shoes. Very comfortable shoes, yeah, I will exactly. say. exactly. Very yeah. comfortable shoes. You know, a good breakfast. Uh-huh. You know. And, and maybe not a try and avoid the lunch because the lunches can be a little bit... Uh, exactly. Both expensive and maybe iffy. not the best. Right, yeah. right. And then maybe don't stay out too late at the casino. And that's probably the most important part. <laughs> Are you not going to be here early in the morning? Exactly, that's for sure. and that's when there's not too many people here. So with that being the case, if anyone's wanting to find out about the Redline products, where would you suggest they go to go well, and try and do that? Well, the best place is redlineoil.com. Okay. You know, go to the website and you know, take a look at the uh, Redline Oil products. And if you have any particular questions about applications, you can always call us. Oh, you know, we fantastic. have an 800 number. You yep. know, we have technicians that can you know, answer whatever questions you might have. And do you know what that 1-800 number is off the top of your head? 1-800-624-7958. Oh, look at that. You think they've done that before? It's very professional, right? You might be stealing my job. But, right, thank you so much for your time today. I very, very much appreciate hey, Thank it. you very much for having me, and I look forward to listening in. Oh, no, I'm sure you will. And if everyone, of course, as always, if you could leave a very positive review. Uh, on the No Breaking Podcast, at least seven stars out of five, at least bare minimum. And then you can also find us online at nobreaking.com for Instagram and Facebook and www.nobreaking.com for the blog. That's N-O-B-R-A-K-I-N-G. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.